so I know that they get a bad rap, but uh, I just I tend to find testicles attractive, and I know they're not objectively. When you, I mean, it's a hanging scrow, wrinkly and 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 generally not not the most pleasant thing to the touch. But I don't know. There's something about them. I don't know if so, it's just a psychological association with the representation. Um, you know, there, there are symbolic things, of course, uh, associated with all forms of genitalia. And maybe it is just the fact that it's, it is some form of genitalia and therefore I'm fine with it. The, the testicles I have a mixed opinion of, you know, aesthetically they're not great. They are just like I thought you were going to say something like the of... testicles. I have a mixed assortment of those in jars on a shelf. <laughs> like, that you're some sort of collector... <laughs> Oh, you know, it, it started last year when it's like, well, I don't need mine anymore. And it just started pulled out into a collection. Um, but no, like, you know. Once you pop, you can't stop. That is, that is what I, I have heard. I was going to say, you know, there's, there's, there's something nice about, like, the, the knowledge of power if you hold someone's testicles and go, I could just destroy you right now. Oh, and I that's quite a powerful, that appeal, yeah. you know, there's, there's something, you know, sexually empowering about the feeling of, I could crush you from the testicles outwards. So you sometimes know. I worry about you too. <laughs> we have we we live in a wondrous world, me and Jim. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, Gavin? You two's got nothing to do it. Now I'm sorry. I've sorry. This is Bono Vox from you two. Um, I I've got a bit of a head cold, so I don't sound exactly like the one you might hear on the television. But it's definitely me. And I just want to. Why are you besmirching the good name of you two? I had no opinion on testicles before this started. I never voiced them. <laughs> Gavin, do you have an opinion on testicles? Um, not not particularly, but I wasn't aware I'd be listening to someone who's like Darby O'Gill today either. So, you know. Uh, That's enough of your lip, young man. I don't know if you know this, but I wrote Elevation. So don't go questioning me. Testicles seem like a huge evolutionary oversight. Like that, this is not like new ground comedically. It's like haha, testicles are. You know, it just it still makes no sense to me that the human body, you know, evolved to a state where it's like, yeah, these things that are incredibly vulnerable. Let's leave them outside the body and not inside. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously they're outside to regulate temperature. Inside body too hot, but you would have thought that maybe the pubis would have developed some sort of chitin to protect the balls. You know, uh, yeah, a hardened yeah, like, shell, an exoskeleton, just something. Like, like maybe, um, like, because obviously I wouldn't want to lose the rustic aesthetic of the traditional bollock. So maybe like a beetle's wings um, come down, cover it, mm. but they can open up so you can still enjoy the soft, spongy fun. Exactly. Why is that thing that Jim not said uh, just just said not how how testicles work? Explain that to me, religion. There that, we go. that got that got a bit more like down a path than I expected. Hello, Jim. Hello. 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 Hello, Gav. Hi. Are you ready to talk about video games and not testicles, Gav? Have, oh, have we made this a weird oh, start to the show. Shit! Is this podquisition today? Apparently it's position oh, today. This no, is not no, the chat where me and Jim just like get together every week to talk about testicles. Yeah, it's not th- that time, Jim. I thought it was that new medical podcast we were working on. Um, episode I- one is testicles, sexy or not. Uh, and, and basically it just goes through all of the genitalia every episode where we talk about whether they're sexy or not. 
Spoiler I, warning, the answer's always yes. I'm I'm well aware this is a joke, Jim, but I would very happily sit down and just discuss testicles, are they sexy? And not not even move on to other body parts, just have a weekly show where we just debate testicles. I mean I'm I up can, for that I as can, well. Um, I can attest, Laura, to uh, the idea that they are evolutionarily very flawed. And I'm oh, not sure ooh. if I've ever mentioned this on the... I think I did tell this story once about how when I was 10, I fell off my bike and ripped my ball sack open. Oh. And let, let me I don't think you, you've told us that story, no. Let me tell you, seeing your own ball is not a fun experience. Oh. Oh, no. I can't, um, I can't imagine it is. Yeah. I, I, I no, thank you. have the benefit of I was deeply unconscious and, when that happened for me. And on, on a pain level... Uh, I would definitely rate that an 11. Yeah, it, yeah. pretty I, much I, anything yeah. that happens to a testicle They're is very bad. Flawed. So I can imagine ripping it open would be... Um, I'm, I'm sh- shaking my hand at, uh, at evolution right now. God damn you, Darwin. <laughs> yeah, the, the testicles, like, at, at the very least, if you're starting to fall towards the ground, there should be a mechanism to just whoop. Just forget about the heat issue. Just pull them back up inside yourself as you're falling. Like an ingestion you know, process. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why why is there not like an equivalent of a seatbelt or an airbag that just whoosh back up they go? I'll tell you why. Yeah. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Why? It's bollocks, isn't it? <laughs> it's it is indeed bollocks. <laughs> there are a load of bollocks, bollocks. Alright, yeah, bo- bo- so video games. Yeah. What have we got there on the are docket? A load of bollocks too. Yeah, they are a load of fucking bollocks as yeah, well. Yeah, what 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 should we talk about this week? Oh, okay, well I've played pretty surges. much fuck all. I've been working. Yeah, I ain't got time for this... video games. I work for a living. Thank you very much. I I've only been playing the video games that I've been playing for work. I played yeah. Injustice Two this week, which had a review up on the Jimquisition. Um, that's a pretty good game. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. It was a pretty good game. Several commenters uh, apparently saying you got something wrong about microtransactions when you didn't. What what were they saying I got wrong about microtransactions? Something or like didn't? you said something um could be bought oh, with was this real something money about like, was this something be? about was was this something about loot the the loot boxes something about or the loot something? boxes I think. Yeah, Justin was talking to me I, about it because he's been dealing with uh, comment moderation while we're still working on the new comment system. So he's been seeing them all. I I know that the reward structure was about me redeeming a bunch of loot boxes. I don't fucking remember. Uh, I got 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 in-game currency, bought loot boxes. It yeah, was a bunch was of some, bullshit in the loot boxes. It there, was yeah. There was some nutty spam going in about that. Like like Justin had to try and weed them and and just try and keep some solid threads about it going because some people were just going haywire about it and 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 it seemed they were completely wrong like justin looked into it as well uh so yeah very weird i'll I'll, I'll be honest it's been a whole weekend since then i don't remember what i wrote and if it turns out i was in the the right ish anyway then that's fine yeah it seems you were perfectly right um Otherwise, I mean, aside from microtransaction malarkey, it does sound like Injustice 2 is very good. My, my biggest issues with it were just there's microtransaction malarkey and, like, at the offset they're already like, hey, we're going to have, like, ten paid DLC fighters. And yeah. it's like, that's... that's there are some ga- kinds of games you can get away with that kind of DLC plan, but a fighting game where, like... To be competitively viable, you have to have a full do you know, roster. Do you know what my favourite part of, of, of this was? On the um ad, on the ad for it, it said, uh, for each one, you get the full game and... 
the full game. When it was very clear, no one was getting the full game. <laughs> yeah, it's so. The, yeah, like microtransactions and DLC plans aside, it is a really solid fighting game. Like the the story mode was a lot more in depth, lengthy, and there was a lot more like money had been put into the presentation on the story mode than you usually get for a fighting game story mode. Mm-hmm. It really was tiptoeing the line of Uncanny Valley and quite often just tripped over and went several feet across into Uncanny Valley and then yeah, tried well, to I get already, itself back to the line. I already said, like, still images alone. Some of them look creepy just with the shots that get taken. And I can... Because I can just see which direction the face is moving in and I'm like, no, that's, that's yeah. not going to be nice for me to see. Like, the weird thing about it is just small movements... Like, small, subtle stuff was not only fine, it was really good. Like, the one I keep going back to is Harley Quinn chewing on bubblegum. The sort of small, subtle chewing motion looks really, really good. It's just when she tries to open her mouth to talk. <laughs> Where if or it goes any, smile, any wider, or, then it all yeah, falls apart. If, if it's anything more than a small chewing motion, it just starts to look like... I am rehearsing all of my mouth movements incredibly quickly and enunciating them very deliberately. Here is my very forced smile. Uh, it, it's always uh, the smiles that do it. Yeah, the, heavy the rain smiles was the worst are just for that. Slightly <laughs> dead inside on the smiles, but no, they they took the the formula of the first injustice. Uh, they put some some new stuff in it that mechanically. It's only an improvement. They basically just added some additional stuff you can do with Super Meter and a bunch of new characters. This is how you do a how you do a fighting game. Heavy, heavy rain smiles were like. Do you remember that bit in Terminator Two where, where John is trying to teach him how to smile? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And that actually, wasn't even, I mean, even that then, wasn't even the weirdest Uncanny Valley thing I'd in go, that game. I'd go as far as to say the smiles in Heavy Rain are closer to Terminator 1 when his entire fucking face melts off and it's a big grinning metal skeleton. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that that concludes... like how how far would definitely try to acquire you there. We we are ten minutes into the show and we've already talked, I think, about all the the new games we played. Um, I played The Surge. Yeah, both Jim and Gav played a bit of the Surge. Um, this is your first. You haven't hadn't played it last week, had you, Gav? Nope. How how are you feeling about it? How far are you in at the moment? Um, so you guys already know that for me, I need a lot to motivate me to finish a hard game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Dark Souls and Bloodborne give. This game is not motivating me to push further on. In fact, it's kind of the opposite. I played a few hours and I was like, "Why am I playing this? I'm not having fun." I'm not enjoying right. myself. And there's nothing in the environments or story that's making me want to see more. I hit that so, point. I, yeah. yeah. I hit the point where I've just made my peace with the fact that I'm not reviewing this one. I've, I've you know, I've done a, a video. I've done coverage of it. I, I, the motivation, considering everything else I have to do and the worth of, getting a, a, a full written review out there, it's it, the math is not in the Surge's favour at all, so I've just had to make peace to move on. Yeah. It's a yeah. well-designed, I think, as far as I can see, it's a well-designed combat system and will probably be something that people who love a hard challenge will probably enjoy. But for me, it oh, yeah, there's a lot to love. frustrating. 
Yeah. yeah. But you, you, you see what I mean about it? That it, it, it feels like the only lesson it learned from Dark Souls is make it hard, that makes it fun, without yeah. realising that, like, the... The drip feeding of lore from item descriptions and NPCs and like the differences in environments as you go from one area to another, that those are really important factors in getting people to push through the difficulty. Yeah. I mean and I mean, how many games have we played already that have like yellow and grey and white industrial areas, you know? Yeah. I mean I've just but, finished but... Prey, which was full of those, so I'm kind of yeah. sick of looking at them yeah. now. And possibly the biggest shame in that regard is that that colour palette and design aesthetic never changes. Just right up to the end of the game, it is primarily, here's industrial place with big metal boxes. Yeah. Which yeah. sucks. But Yeah, so you know, I'm it, waiting it's... for Spirit of Sanity now, which I might get today. Uh, actually, what it's out today. What is that? So I have no idea what that is. It's just a Samurai Warriors spin-off. It's... Uh, it's more it, of that. It was, was going to be a Warriors game, wasn't it? Yeah, it's more of that bollocks. I I, I started playing Disgaea Five uh, Complete on the Switch this week. And you actually did start it. You did dare start I, it. I I started. I dared start it. I I was having a chat with Jim about it during the week, where it turned up, and I was like, "Do I do I even play this? Because if I start, it's going to be hundreds of hours of my life, and like." The embargo was like 10 days after the copy turn, uh, or the game comes out within like a week or 10 days of the copy turning up. And I was like, I'm never going to get through this in this time. It's a remastered re-release of something. Maybe I won't bother. And then I put it in my Switch because I didn't have anything to put on the Switch. And now I'm like 15 hours in and oh God, what have I done? (laughs) (laughs) So it's the same as it ever is. It's a JRPG where the numbers are grossly inflated. So it's like, hey, micromanage all of these thousands and millions of points and like level up to level 10,000 because you never need to play another video game again. Right. And I'm probably going to spend my whole week playing that. So all right, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that is all of the the games, and that's uh, that is you are playing that on the Switch, aren't you? Yeah, I'm playing so, that on the Switch. So yeah, that'll get a higher score than Persona Five. Um, oh, that's of course, our gonna... position for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you yeah, so much. Uh, it's time to go back to testicle chat. So uh, <laughs> testicles, they smell a bit gross, right? Well, sometimes. I mean, you know, wash them, powder them. They'll do all I right. Well, you wash them and you I don't wash know them and you powder them. What kind of ones you've seen? Well, you wash them in your bathroom, but the the problem is that they, you know, of all of the areas of genitalia, I feel like testicles are the thing that gets grossest the fastest. I well, I mean, it depends on who you talk to. I I well, can only speak for myself when I say that I have impeccable testicles. Well, we will have to put that to the test sometime. I mean, uh, gaming I'll, news. I'll take in all comers. Hey, when it comes um, to my um, testicles can and I the testing plug, thereof, uh, can I plug my charity thing quickly? Oh yeah, yes. go ahead. Uh, like, you probably should have done it like ten minutes ago before we scared everyone off. But. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'd have yelled that immediately. But please go ahead. Okay, so there's a music bundle uh, on Groupies, which people know that site G R O U P E E S, and it's the Miracle of Sound curated bundle. And sorry, now I'm just I'm gonna get my tweet where I talk because I'm so bad at rattling things off. Sorry, Laura. 
That's all right. While you're doing this. that, me and Jim will just keep oh, talking about tes- testicle. Oh, so- <laughs> oh, we can't get back to testicle chat. <laughs> okay, so 50% goes to the International Rescue Committee, who help refugees and who help people who are displaced by natural disasters and war. And if you go to groupies.com, that's G-R-O-U-P-E-E-S.com. And I'll tell you who's on it. There's me, Dan Bull, Charm, Sam Hulick, who, of course, did the Mass Effect 1 to 3 soundtracks, Falcon Shield, and other musicians. And it's $2 minimum for, like, all those musicians. You get an album by each of us. So it's it's a steal. And it's for a good cause. Yes. So there yes. you go. There's my plan. And, it, and I'll say this. If you don't think it's for a good cause... Leave your opinions about refugees to yourself, all right? Because I don't want to know what you think about families and children and that who are trying to find somewhere safe to live. So you can keep that to yourself. And if that sounds unnecessarily antagonistic, I am saying this in response to the people who reacted the last time Gav plugged a charity on this show. I don't have the fucking patience for it, okay? Even even if you are one of those people, this organization helps people in their own countries as well, and especially in Yemen, which seems to be getting no attention, and that's a whole other story, because there's a lot of bad things going on there, and they're helping people over there, so, so there cool. you go. And um, again, if one of y'all can remind me, because i got a mind like a fucking sieve, to uh, pop a link on the gymquisition.com for that as well. Cool. I will try and remember, but I'm going to yeah. be traveling. So I'm no, sure at some point I will me. remember and, and just edit it in later. But I'll what? try Should and get it. This going, is this going out on Wednesday or Thursday? That's up to Jim. Uh, normal time. Okay. When is normal time? Well, when do I normally put this up? It's, it's usually Thursday. Thursday. When Thursday, this goes yeah. up, there'll be one day left in it. So, so get in there and buy yeah. it. Oh, in that we, case, I'll pop this up on Wednesday then. Are you sure? This like. Yeah. All right, cool. Who, Sweet. Who have I got to clear it with? Me. <laughs> hey, Jim. We pop up on position early. Yeah. All right. Done. I suppose that means I'm editing it tonight. Spoilers. <laughs> I was going to edit it tonight anyway because I got to go away. Um, so yeah, should we should we talk about some? Are you of going the, to Germany? The, the, I'm going to Germany. You're going to go yeah. see Rammstein. I I I'm going to Hamburg. Is that where Rammstein are? I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> Shall we talk about some of the lacklustery, not much to say about it news of the week? Yeah, yeah why not? Why not? So, um, you know that Life is Strange, hella lit, go fuck yourselfie game? Yeah, best game. With best very, game of the very, year. very natural teenage Only dialogue. played episode one and then got turned off by the dialogue and didn't play it, but mm. probably game of the year. Well, I, are you ready, it's Jim? It's Laura's SJW game of the year. <laughs> It it is my SJW game of the year, and it's gonna be SJW game of the year a second time because Life is Strange season two is happening. Life Whoa. is life is too strange. Life is continuing to be strange to too these strange, teenagers. Too strange to life. To to life to strange. I I do want to try and give it another shot. I hmm. uh, I think it was a fan called uh, Michael who actually sent. A physical version of the whole season into my uh, PO box. Uh, I say sent it into, just sent it to my PO box. He didn't use sorcery or anything. Um, <laughs> and you know, time being what it is, it's just on the the list of things to get round to. But at some point before uh, season two, I'd like to try and give it a shot. Not that I've really 
bothered with episodic games from a coverage mm. perspective because they're often too story focused for me to want to really do videos on them and yeah. when it comes to reviews i hate reviewing episode by episode i find it very difficult to do but then by the time the whole season's done i hate playing things it's so far out of sight and out of mind like hitman hitman just did not feel relevant played. enough to carve out more of my schedule to do once it was out mm. in, in full like it's i i and it i i've got no problem with episodic games just as a as something to cover I feel like now I have no time for them. Yeah. I think I think for Life is Strange season 1 the most interesting episode at least from my perspective to like to to cover was episode 2 because episode 2 does some really interesting stuff in terms of the showing some of the issues with attempting to add gamification to very serious real world issues. And I think that there is definitely like if nothing else, I think you should definitely play episode two, even if you never play further, because there is... It, it It was a very interesting episode in a series that was definitely flawed. Yeah, yeah. It's not like I didn't want to give it a shot. It's just Square Enix gave me a review uh, code for the first one, and then when I reviewed that episode, they sent it, me no more. Yeah. And, it, and then I was like, <laughs> you know what? I didn't enjoy it enough, and I don't think it's relevant enough to my audience to where i'm gonna spend the extra time and now money on that i will spend my time and money on other games to review i i think it was it was definitely aimed at me because i'm an 18 to 25 sjw blue haired lady which is like the 100 (laughs) percent target market for life is strange those fucking millennials yeah, but no, like, my, my hope for Life is Strange Season 2 is basically learn some lessons from the criticism of Season 1 because it was definitely not flawless by any means and, like, you know, give us a new story with some, some new characters and probably some new superpowers. I will probably... I, I'm looking forward to that. You're gonna they have, have said to, um, literally nothing about it, but... I mean, how, how many episodes are coming out and how many are... How much is each one? How much, uh, how much of your avocado toast is this going to cost you? Oh, uh, I, I could afford to buy season two of Life is Strange if only I gave up avocado toast. Damn millennial. I know. Uh, this was this fucking news this week. Apparently millennials can't afford houses because they're buying avocado toast. Yeah, yeah. It's almost it's got, as I, if people who are incredibly rich can be really fucking out of touch. Yeah, <laughs> almost, I, almost. I, yeah, I, I was unaware that avocado toast was a thing that you could just like buy as a thing already. It's like what, what, what is this? They're buying avocados and getting a slice of Hovis and spreading the avocado on the Hovis. Yeah, is that yeah. your, is that your problem? And I'll say this as someone who is technically a millennial, like I am within the cutoff point. In fact, I think I'm a couple of years within the cutoff point. Um, which is what always amuses me. I said this on Twitter last week. What always amuses me about fucking 30-year-olds who complain about millennials when they are one. Um, but I've got to say, I fucking hate avocado. And that isn't me trying to be controversial. I don't actually know or care about the worldwide opinion of avocado. I don't like the taste of it. So, no, it, millennials aren't all eating avocado because I am one, one millennial who doesn't. And that proves everything. Yeah, no, we're all just looking at avocado toast and being like, no, fuck that, I'm going to go buy myself a cider because the world is falling down around me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and I don't as care I, how, as how I fucking said on poor Twitter, you are, you owe yourself as much beer as you can get in today's world. 
As I said on Twitter, damn millennials always looking for handouts like basic human rights and an inhabitable planet. Oh, I know, God. I know. It's not like so, the baby boomers so who had to work for everything, you know? Yeah. And then with their goddamn selfies. In my day, uh, yeah. we like sat there for weeks while some like broke art student tried to paint us. Yeah, go go fuck yourself, indeed. Um, so yeah, life is Str- life is strange. Season two is happening. That I'm excited about that, but I hope they learn some lessons from season one. Um, Gav, you were a person that played Destiny a fair amount, weren't you? Were uh, you? Yeah, I played Destiny. it. It's funny, me and like like three other people played it for up until the point where we realized that we had been playing it because of the chats we were having together rather I than I played the game it with itself. you. Yeah. I remember I played it with you for a while back on the day. Yeah. I think it yeah. you know, it was really mechanically a fun game for about five or six hours, but the grind just really got me down and, and the lack yeah. of story and so two I looks, guess you know <laughs> Yeah. But I'll Des- say this, two looks way more involving. The, yeah. the first Destiny suffered from a, what, what a lot of MMOs suffer from, and yes, Destiny's a fucking MMO, <laughs> is everything feels static and plastic. Like, they all feel like they're extras in Westworld or something. Um, you know, the enemies stand in their little cluster and don't get aggroed until you're very near them. And then, you know, even though other games are like that, they hide it a lot better, whereas this is... Every MMO yeah. I never feel immersed in because it always feels like you are in a video game. Look at these other people playing the video game all gathered around the quest giver. Mm. Um, all that shit. Whereas the Destiny 2 footage, which I, I didn't watch the whole presentation. I don't care that much for Destiny. I'm I'm lightly interested. Um, I, I watched the gameplay footage and was immediately uh, taken by how much more involving it is. Things actually happening so, throughout the yeah, level. Yeah, there was much like, more like, of a... There, stories there unfolding, that, characters doing things, enemies yeah. not just spawning was, and attacking. There were set pieces happening, which yes. could just be for the intro, but hopefully that's something they're going to carry over. And they seem to be giving um, Nathan Fillion's character more space in this one, so that's probably a good sign that they, they have listened and they do want to expand on the kind of the narrative this time. Yeah, yeah, like actu- an actual story that's in the game rather than in supplementary online material would be nice. I would yeah. like that. Lance Reddick's mm. in it, which isn't news anymore. You know, uh, Lance Reddick is in everything now, and I'm I'm okay with that. I have to say, I was a little surprised how little of a visual upgrade there's been since the first one. It, 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 it's Activision me, published. If you they are showed me the game side engines. by side, I probably couldn't tell you the difference. Yeah, like I, I looked at maybe five minutes when the live stream was going on and my takeaway was like, Destiny 2 just looks a lot like more Destiny. And mm. a lot of that, I think, does come down to the visual thing in that... Because the first Destiny came out like, Cross generation, didn't it? It came out on the PS3, 360 gen, as well as PS4, Xbox One, if I remember right. And I, don't I was no, I don't. I, know. I, I, I I was at the Escapist. That's all I can remember. I I believe that's the case. So I'm going to run with it, and if I'm wrong, well, you can I'll, shout at me in the comments. But I'll Google it while you're talking. Yeah, I I was hoping for a bit more of a visual upgrade, and this does just look like it could have been a. What what's it called? Um, 
when you have it in an MMO, where it's like, here's the new batch of content for your MMO, like your expansion pack or whatever. Your expansion, yeah. It, it looked like it, it looks more like it's an expansion than a sequel, and right. I probably should have expected that because Destiny mm. is definitely an MMO. Laura, well, you're his... correct, by the way. Hooray! Hooray! I knew something about what I talked about. <laughs> well, you should I... be a games journalist. <laughs> to reiterate what I said, um, just because I, I do think it bears repeating, this is an Activision published game. And if you look at what they did with Call of Duty and, and even Guitar Hero as well, like so long as the shit's making money, Activision, like a broadband company in the United States, doesn't feel the pressure to change everything. Because the money's still coming in, people aren't going to get their destiny from anywhere else, just like people weren't getting the Call of Duty experience yeah. anywhere else. Um, and it... And and I'm not entirely against that, to be fair. I think uh, if people are still enjoying the game and they don't care about the visuals, why spend that money? Why why waste that money making everything look all pretty well, call, uh, call and reinforcing Duty. this idea that graphics make good games? Call of Duty's still using the Quake 3 engine. <laughs> and there we are. Like I said, they are thrifty with their engines. Yeah. Um, and, and that can be criticised... Uh, especially when it goes on for as long as it does. It's like Call of Duty mm. should be looking better by now. Um, you know, things like that. Uh, they drag it out a bit fucking too much. But it's better, I think, than the Square Enix approach, which is let's build a new engine for every game we make and then feel confused and disappointed when it doesn't make millions of dollars because we spent that much on a fucking new engine for it, you know? Yeah. Be wise I, I with your al- budgets. I would always rather that time and effort put into improving the game, uh, like a sequel mechanically and in terms of like the actual criticisms people had of it rather than trying to rewrite the playbook and do everything from the ground up. But that shouldn't necessarily be an either or. And if you're not improving how the thing looks now that you've moved to new hardware... You know, you'd better be putting that effort in somewhere. I mean, maybe, maybe to me, just because it it did strike me as so much more involving, the that that that's where I saw the improvement. That's yeah. where I saw well, the resources going. Was oh shit, things are exploding, ships are landing. Yeah. Now it looks like a fucking video game, like like an enjoyable fucking shooter, not a by the numbers MMO. Which, and yes, I know long-term Destiny fans, the, the thing has updated many, many times over the years, uh, but I am going with the experience I had when I was reviewing it, uh, and that first impression was a very bad first impression, and Destiny 2 right now is giving a much more promising Plus, vibe to it. Plus, the game that people are saying is the good Destiny costs 170 fucking dollars. Well, there's that as well. Yeah, let's not forget that uh, a lot of these improvements don't just come out of the kindness of Activision and Bungie's hearts. So, yeah. No, that's that's Destiny 2. Um, hopefully, it'll be more interesting than the first one, because I really did not stick with the first Destiny as long as... I feel like I probably could have done. I'm amazed I Same. thought what was, you know, for the time, the last boss of it. I'm a, I'm amazed I, I got there and fought through that and actually got to the quote-unquote end of it. I, I did, ghastly. but so much of that time was forgettable. Like, I, I played through when The Taken King came out. I played through and, and did that. and I, say, I didn't even get that far. I was Once the review was done, I was like, my association with this is over. 
Call oh, me I, when Destiny 2 happens. I primarily did so for a feature pitch. It's like, oh, there's potential work here. I guess I'll play through <laughs> The Taken King. Um, so we got we got some more drip-fed information about the Scorpio, which we'll, we'll probably know more about it in a month because E3 is coming up. But some people have been wondering... Because because when there was that live stream recently, there was a lot of talk of, oh, the Scorpio will play your games in 4K, 60 FPS. His thoughts are running in those specs. Mm. It's like, are Microsoft going to have set requirements of like, hey, if you bring out a game on the Scorpio, it has to run 60 FPS locked 4K or whatever. And no, they're not. It's up to people making games, whether their games run at any set resolution or, or frame rate. So... Don't expect even every first party game to run at 4K60. I'm 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 going to be I won't say surprised. I'm going to be impressed if we have a substantial library or even a half substantial library of 4K60 FPS games. I I think I won't already... use the word surprised. I think we're already seeing the pedal back of like yeah. hey Xbox Scorpio, it's the 4K 60 FPS box for some games limited availability. Yeah. I, Just trailing off quietly. Uh, quietly. I'm going to change what I said. I'm going to be surprised if we say a substantial library or even a half substantial library of games on the Scorpio running at 60 FPS 4K. I'll be surprised I... if, if I see games on the Scorpio. <laughs> oh... Well, in terms of games for the Scorpio, apparently the scale-bound trademark got re-renewed and people are like, wait, is it not nah, dead? Don't get your hopes off it. It's, it's dead. It's, it's fucking dead. It's just scale-bound is a, it's a pretty decent name for a game. It's not, it's not top tier, but it's not fucking, you know, Chronicles of Darkness or Blood Saga or whatever. Whatever generic fucking name. Scale-bound, I mean, that, that sounds unique. I'd keep a trademark on that if I had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's not Just really indicative of anything. Or a may, maybe also make it. the game, but yeah. I mean, hell, I would love it if they do. I I was gutted when uh, yeah. the news came in that Scalebound was done. I thought it looked really, really interesting. And Platinum, I mean, last year was iffy for them, but certainly with Near Automata coming out, like they've proved they've still fucking got the shit. So. I know. It's a shame. I would like to see I, it, but I think this uh, yeah, might be wishful I'm, I'm, thinking. I'm quietly, I'm quietly hoping that it resurfaces, but I'm oh, not holding yeah, my yeah. breath well, for so, it. Like James Remar says in Mortal Kombat Annihilation, never give up hope. Um, I, uh, I find that the... movie very inspiring. Yeah. Um, uh, the Far, news... Far Cry 5 oh. is going to be set in Montana. Yeah, which I think did I think I think we said that last week, oh, or that that was the rumor. And I then, think it was uh, yeah. it was muttered as a rumor, but if it's a confirmed yeah. thing now, then yeah, there we go. It's in Montana. I was kind of yeah. hoping they'd like go back to Africa. That's still the most interesting setting that game's been in. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that's Far Cry Two. Mm, yep. Yeah, yeah, I played yep, Far Cry Two. Yep. I really liked it, apart from. Uh, Every time it crashed and ruined the game, so I couldn't play any further. Um, it was one of those. It, it was the last time I. Well, no, no. I, I really did did enjoy Primal as well, um, but I I I liked three, and then four bored me. Um, mm. But but two, I did genuinely love 
while it was stable and playable. Yeah, it's da- it's not dated well. I tried playing it again recently, but when it came out, it was certainly it was pretty unique. And yeah. actually, the series well, has dated- kind of Sorry. lost a little bit of what made that game unique. Yeah, it dated fast because I played it a few years after everyone else, and it was already showing. Like, like this is not an efficient way to play a video game here um, yeah. in terms of some of its archaic design and everything. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah, I, I imagine it's even worse now. But, uh, yeah, I would like that- to see. I, I'd, I mean, hell, just I'd love to. This is one of those few games that I would love to see a, a, an actual proper remaster of. Like, mm-hmm. rem- remaster Far Cry 2, give it an updated control scheme and, and you know, improve some of the dated elements or even do a direct a direct sequel to it could be really cool yeah far cry 2 far 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 cry i would play far cry 2 too far cry far cry Cry 22 cans um yeah the 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 muttering i've seen about the montana setting is kind of interesting because i've seen some people i don't know whether it's like based on anything but there's a lot of speculation that the villain is or the villain or villains are going to be evangelical christians which apparently is like is montana known for being a very evangelical christiany place in america is that Uh... a thing I don't, you don't hear about Montana a lot. At least, at least I haven't heard much about it. I mean, do I'm, we get I'm, do we get to I'm play Miley it. Cyrus as our main character? It might be on <laughs> there. I don't know where Montana is. Hang you, on, you're supposed to know. You're the one in America. Don't you have to like recite the Pledge of Allegiance and then count and remember all the names of the states every morning? What is kind that of not a patriot are you, you Jim? That's actually a fallacy. I've just got to. Uh, it, it's more about knowing how government and law works than naming states and shit a fallacy um, i've got that in the bag so you, all those people who say i know nothing about um politics and that i'm totally out of my element i'm like you're talking to the guy who uh is trying to become a british american who in the process of learning that quite famously the process for learning that teaches you more than schools do about how uh, the political system works so <laughs> But but what's the state of the state capital of West Virginia? Uh, London. New yeah, London. That, that might be right for all I know. You got me, Jim. Well, um, uh, Montana has a forty-seven percent Protestant uh, religious affiliation. Forty-seven percent Protestant. Uh, wow. Catholic, the second most at twenty-three percent. So more more than twice the the second biggest. Uh, which, I mean, for, for any American state isn't too surprising because it's all uh, all evangelical. Um, the largest yeah. denominations in Montana as of 2010 were the Catholic Church with 127, 612 adherents, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, 46, 484, and the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America with 38, 665 so. That's some facts about Montana. I don't know. It's just things I saw. Like it, I saw a bunch of people talking about evangelical Christians as the enemy in in that game on Twitter, and I didn't know if that was a thing that made sense to someone in America or maybe not, you so. play as the the evangel. Maybe you play as a priest. You maybe play as a priest, like in in, <gasps> in Peter Jackson's brain dead. I would I would love oh, to I play as a, for the a, Lord. <laughs> yeah, I want to be a priest with guns that rides on like paragliders. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, I'd be in 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 for that. 
Um, but looking through the Wikipedia page for Montana, I see exactly why they chose it for Far Cry. I don't why? know a lot about Montana. You never really hear much about it, but uh, it's got a very varied um, uh, landscape. We got big lakes. There's Quake Lake here, um, very beautiful with some mountains and trees. Uh, we've got the National Bison Range. There's a bunch of bison, big fields there. Uh, Pompeii's Pillar National Monument, big old rock with a so really big open landscapes. So. I realise I'm saying this to people who are probably laughing right now and saying, yeah, we all know about Montana. But I, I went straight from the United Kingdom, in which you're not told about Montana, straight to Mississippi, in which you're not told about the rest of the world outside of the town you live in. So give me a fucking break. Oh, oh, we literally just had news while we're recording. Dragon's Dogma is getting re-released as Dragon's Dogma... Dark Arisen for PS4 and Xbox One. Oh, I was going to say fucking again, um, but yeah, they did that on PC a while back. Yeah, apparently cool. that it's coming to X- Xbox One and PS4. The kid so. loves Dragon's Dogma, so he'll like that. Yeah, uh, Red Dead Two was supposedly coming in 2017, and uh, we got the news today that it's apparently getting pushed back to fiscal 2019, which starts in April 2018. So it's not coming until at least a quarter of the way into next year and apparently Rockstar shareholders panicked the fuck out about that. So are you happy to wait a bit longer for for Cowboy Shoot in the Desert? Yes. The Grinnell Glacier receives 105 inches of precipitation per year. So that's another fact about Montana for you, if you're asking Montana facts. I'm learning so much about Montana. Uh, what's its state capital? I know that's a thing that ex- American states have capitals. What's the capital of Montana? I'd be absolutely delighted to tell you that the capital is Helena or Helena. Ah. I don't know how they pronounce it up in Montana. Um, Isn't it on the yeah. border of Canada? Montana. Uh, yes. It, yes. I knew oh. a thing about America. I yeah. thought it was down in the bottom middle. And I nah, don't know I'd why have, I thought that. I'd have because heard Billy more Ray about Cy- it. Because Hannah Montana and Billy Ray Cyrus, that that to me strikes me as a southern thing, but I don't think they're actually from Monta- Montana. Did you just assume they're from Montana because of the Montana surname of Hannah Montana? Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm now looking. Well, up you're now why qualified I've been... to be president, Gavin. <laughs> I'm I'm now looking up why I've been where I've been hearing all these these rumors about the evangelical Christians in Far Cry Five. Um, yeah, I mean it's totally not. Um, it wouldn't be weird to have uh, evil evangelical Christians in any state in America. Like, let's make that yeah. clear. Like, uh, and obviously you can have good evangelical Christians, sort of. I mean. You're spending all that money on big shopping malls. It's yeah, but whatever. But having evangelical Christians, especially very hardcore and um, scary ones, uh, like the ones I've seen on uh, certain television programs out here, uh, yeah, they can come from anywhere in the, in the United States. Okay, uh, I found out where that rumor came from, so I actually know what I'm talking about now. Okay, um, is this apparently- Kotaku approved, by the way? Uh, I've not seen it on Kotaku, so uh, until they they pinch it from GameReactor.eu and put it on Kotaku, it's not Kotaku approved. Um, So 
apparently there was an Im- one of the images for Far Cry 5 that was shared was a church, and that has led some credence to the, the rumour that's been going around. Uh, there is a rumour suggesting it will take place in the present day and feature the protagonist taking on a Jim Jones or David Koresh-like religious cult in a small town in Montana. Um... It is apparently populated by doomsday preppers bent on furthering their cause. Okay. So modern day weaponry and modern day vehicles plus a hilly mountainous backdrop. You know, this yeah. sounds I to mean, me that like people like are getting, getting outraged over nothing, really. Just wanting something to be cross about. Well, I, I think it would be an interesting thing. It would be... V- it, it seems, seems like it would be a very... Di- with Far Cry to me. I don't, it's I don't very, see what yeah. the difference is. It's very in line with Far Cry while being something they've not done before. So yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised by this being the plot of, of Far Cry 5. Yeah, like go, you go, go beat to up a, the, the evangelical cult. Go to an isolated place. And again, looking at the landscape of Montana, you can get a small town that's, that's out in the middle of, uh, you know, far away from help. Uh, yeah, and, and there is a bunch of... of Scary shit there, some malicious organisation, probably a very charismatic villain, especially if we're talking evangelical Christians. And, uh, you know, charismatic villains has become a staple of the series now. Uh, this this is so in line with Far Cry that I, I don't get... I mean, I didn't know there was a problem until I'm hearing about it now. I'm surprised to hear people are taking issue with, the, with any of this. It, it, it may be because it's that religion that's the big religion in the country that i am in i mean maybe 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 it's you know it's okay again we just had outlast 2 and they very specifically named them as a christian cult yeah and it's okay to be the villains did did gavin just disappear yeah i was i mean i I would certainly hope that it's okay to be the villains has further qualification (laughs) no i i quite like that ending i i i'm gonna have to remember to to make because the problem is is he's probably going to have kept talking on his local recording which means that we won't get that very dramatic um you know cut off of it's okay to be villains that i was about to riff on jokes about this is the problems with recording local files everyone you're looking behind the curtain here um, and poor guy, like he tried to interject like a couple of times to get that point across, and then finally gets the floor, and boom, disconnected. So I'm Here just going to assume that that was how, Gavin's. How much yeah. of my rant did you get? So tell uh, you, us, you, tell you, us why it's good to be a villain. You, you oh, literally, no, all we got was it's okay to be villains. I said it's okay to, it, to have to play the villain sometimes because how how do you think the Russians feel? They have yeah, to. Yeah, true. They, they are the villains, the villains all the time in every game. In games, yeah. yeah. But no, I'd I'd be up for like extremist religious cult in isolated town in in America. Mm. That yeah, sounds I mean, interesting. So much entertainment uses that. Like that's the only criticism I could see of it at the moment is that that's a, a bit cliche. Yeah, a bit cliche outside of video games. Very few video games seem to have the spine to name check specific religions. Uh, to the point where one of the only things I remember about Castlevania Lords of the Fallen is that they actually had the temerity to mention uh, the Catholic Church. And I'm like, oh, sh- shit, you don't see the word Catholic in video games very often. All right, yeah, well done. Why am I applauding? This shouldn't be a brave thing. Why is this a brave thing? What's wrong with the video game industry? Why? Why? 
Why Mafia, can't Mafia it move two, forward? Uh, Mafia 3 did it. Mafia, just, yes, just, Mafia just 3. Just pity the game didn't give you any motivation to actually go and see yeah. the story. Yeah, but I think it's something we are showing. seeing... I think it's something we are seeing more in games now. Like, they are actually not just sticking to analogs all the time. Um, and I've criticised analogs before, and sometimes to the extent where it seems like I'm coming off as having a go at, at allegories and, and, and everything, and symbolic forms of, of racism and religion and everything um, in its entirety. No, no, I understand good allegories are good. Uh, that was an awful sentence. Uh, good, good allegories certainly have their place and their merits, and the the difference with video games is we don't have of like we we very rarely have anything else. We very rarely have direct direct examinations of of actual political and social issues. You know, you know what game I thought actually very subtly examined religion quite well was Horizon, because it didn't do the whole oh religion is cult and bad thing, but it did. It did do a little bit of criticism, but it also looked at the reasons why it's important to people as well. I yeah, thought that game yeah. had the, just one or two subtle little missions that, that did that. And I should also point out very quickly that I'm talking more specifically about the big budget game industry here. Um, it would be remiss to not say that, that indie games typically tend to be a lot braver in, in the themes explored. Like They are already... They, because they're less worried about they don't have shareholders to answer to a percentage to of the audience yeah yeah they don't they don't they don't have to answer to um you know higher ups or anything they can make yeah. the games that mean things to them I, uh, so we I do never, see that more there yeah i never really thought about that until you just mentioned it but i can like i can't name any triple a video games from the last couple of years that like directly addressed christianity in any regard but if I'm thinking about indie games, you've got, like, everybody's gone to the Rapture, you've got um, That Dragon Cancer quite heavily well, addressed Christianity. Grand Theft Auto does it in, I think, in all the games that some, in, not not as a main theme, but it definitely does it. To some degree, yeah. Um, so we have a couple of other bits of news that weren't on the topic list, but I found some news because we, we weren't at an hour yet and we needed more things to talk about. Um... IO Interactive, the people that made the the Hitman that came out recently, yeah, they got they got let go by Square Enix, and yes, they did. Yes, this happened yeah. a little while ago. Uh, this, I think this happened. Was it in the last week? It might have been a slightly older story. It was. It was the week before. Um, okay. it, it was. It was before. I know it was before last Monday that it had happened, um, hmm. because a lot of people wondered why that Jimquisition that week hadn't been about it, uh, and it was simply that I'd been. Uh, I know I'd been away on something, and then news had come in, and I, I just did not have the time to research it and get into yeah. it. Uh, plus, when I did look at it finally, uh, I realised the only real video I could do would be just me yelling bollocks very loudly, and then having <laughs> the, the credits roll. Yeah, uh, it's it's a shame. Well, it fucking sucks. This is yeah. what publishers do to the studios; they snap up, they yeah. chew them around in their mouths, and eventually, at some point, they'll spit them out. There's there's a bit of an update to it because initially when it happened the the story was like no 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 don't panic IO Interactive they're still fine you know this isn't going to affect Hitman and we then got the news today that IO Interactive has had to start letting go of staff to prepare for 
upcoming changes to the way the studio operates, which yeah. basically means Square Enix aren't giving us money. We've had to let people go because we don't have the money to pay them, which is I think this is sad because that um, was really good. Yeah, well, I think we're likely looking at the end of IO Interactive. Um, I mean, maybe they'll get bought out, but it ain't looking good. Uh, it, it it's a shame. Uh, every time a studio gets closed, I'm surprised it's not Visceral, um, mm. uh, which, which they are my current like I. And the day EA does it, they they'll get an earful. Uh, for the way they fucking wasted that studio, uh, but I mean that's the thing. It's like it's not even like IO Interactive were being wasted; like they were being put to work on damn fine products. Uh, but Square Enix meddled the shit into that. That's meddled. You can't do meddled with something and then have a shit out of put in it. Uh, so I'll just say Square Enix meddled it to fuck. There, there we go. Square Enix meddled with it to fuckery, uh, and and created a very confusing marketplace for that new Hitman game. Yeah. And you know, if they're disappointed with the sales, if 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 they are blaming IO for that, I I think that's complete horseshit. I, I don't think yeah. IO was wrong on this. They made oh. from what I played, damn good game. They yeah. made a game that most people who played it um, even went as far as to say it was possibly the best Hitman game. So yeah, but we've got Square Enix initially selling it as some weird buy this part and then buy this part. Oh, no, buy this as a $60 experience. Oh, wait, no, buy this as an episodic thing. Um, I can't remember the entire history because it was so fucking confusing. Uh, I did a Jimquisition on it back when it was uh, a lot more uh, relevant to the time. Uh, but, yeah, they, they they put out information about that game, about how to buy it and how to enjoy it that would later change. And, mm. and then when you things have to put out again. information about how to enjoy a game, you, you're probably fucked up. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like they, when they Tim made... Schafer had to put out information about how to play <laughs> Brutal Legend properly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, typically that is an issue. But Square Enix, I think, really fucked up with Hitman. And if it's disappointing them then that's on them. But of course, no executive at Square Enix is going to want to say, oh, it's my fault. Have they officially shelved Deus Ex now? Or what's going on with that series? Is it just on hold? Or the last rumour I heard was that uh, the sequel to Mankind Divided was being developed in conjunction with Mankind Divided. Okay. They had uh, an A team and a B team. This is all rumoured, by the way. This is all stuff that uh, the Jimquisition got in. Um, an A team and a B team... Uh, they were pulling more and more people from the B team to work on Mankind Divided, uh, so that slowed that down. But the last I heard is it's still in the works because they, they have um, people, a potential trilogy plan. People were also... Um, I noticed in our comments that someone was surprised we didn't mention this. What is going on with Mass Effect? Oh, yeah, it's apparently being shelved indefinitely because Andromeda wasn't received well. They're just... Putting it on the shelf. Yeah. The my read on that, my read on that is that uh Mass Effect Andromeda didn't do very well, so they don't want to do Mass Effect Andromeda 2. But they still want to do more Mass Effects, so now they need to work out how to do more Mass Effects. I don't think this is EA blaming Mass Effect as an IP, so much as Andromeda as the start of a potential new franchise. 
I think that's the issue there. I think uh, they they are not pleased with Andromeda, and now we need to have another way to reboot the Mass Effect universe in a way that makes sense. And that that would be my guess. It's nothing more than a guess, just based on the reception to Andromeda and the wording of of how Mass Effect has been shelved, you know. Yeah, that that sounds about right to me. Um, so we did have a couple of other very quick bits to go through. Um, Destiny 2 news that I didn't talk about when Destiny 2 came up as a topic, but I've just seen. You know how in the first Destiny, if you wanted the story, you had to go on their website or the app to load up text blocks yeah. that you unlocked in-game? Uh, apparently that's gone in Destiny 2, thank God. Okay, so the game will have a story this time, good. Yep. The, the story will be told in the game, not on a website. And yes. also, Nintendo were selling an empty Splatoon 2 Switch box. What? Oh god, have neither of you heard this story? This is, this is a great Fucking story. what? Okay, so this is currently only in Japan, as far as I'm aware. So, it... <sighs> Worldwide, when Splatoon 2 launches, there's going to be a bundle of the Switch and Splatoon 2, and the Joy-Cons will be in Splatoon colours. Oh, God, um, I see what they're... Oh, God. No, right, don't... Right. Oh, you're no, going to finish I'm, this I'm going there. I'm you? going oh. there, yeah. So people were going on Nintendo of Japan's website and seeing, oh, Splatoon 2 Switch bundle for $5? Is this a pricing error? What's going on? No... Uh, it's five dollars for the cardboard box that Splatoon Two would have uh, on the Switch would have come in if you bought the, that bundle. If if you wanted to buy the <sighs> Switch and Splatoon Two bundle, you can buy the cardboard box flat packed for five dollars. Because if you're that much of a weird Nintendo fan, that you need a you need the cardboard box, but you already have a Switch. And the switch is not functionally or visually different, so it doesn't make a difference. So just buy Splatoon 2 for the switch you already have, and then just have the box so you can play act you got the bundle. And yeah, you can have a limited is, is edition you... box. That's More than that, you would also have to buy the green and pink Joy-Cons that came with the bundle. Oh, I yeah, suppose. And, and I guess maybe they could sell them separate. Joy-Con! What? I mean, I'm, I'm too busy being sick at them selling a cardboard <laughs> box for five yeah. bucks. So, do you want to hear the, the, the quote from Nintendo about this? Oh, God, this is going to make me... We uh, heard you like Nintendo, so we put more Nintendo in your Nintendo. Uh, this... Uh, this package is recommended for Splatoon fans who already have a Nintendo yeah, Switch. Yeah. It is not currently listed for sale in the US, UK, or Australia. Yeah, yeah pretty that much is, called that. That is it. Yeah, it it's, is for... People, it is for people who need a look. Right, I am. I'm not. I, I'm not going to judge fandom. I am a fan of things. I spend obscene amounts of money on aliens things and Boglins things, uh, and if they come in a box, I will come in a box. Not that box because I want to retain its integrity. I spent a lot of money on it, uh, but a separate box for come. Um, you know, I, I appreciate the value to a collector that these things can have. But but a cardboard box, though. You, you know what it feels like? Without feels, even the special controllers. It feels like the eBay market that exists where people put up on eBay, um, like, Switch Splatoon bundle 
then in very small brackets in the description uh, box only. Yeah, like, it feels yeah. like Nintendo's trying to cash in on that market of people thinking they just got a. Hell, a, I see that in the fucking Boglin market deal. as well. Just empty boxes in case you've got an unboxed Boglin, and then you're like, "Hey, I can make my own amalgamation and pretend it's it's a, a full product." Um, yeah, don't don't do that. Uh, God, that is ah, uh, that makes me feel queasy. Selling a just selling the box. Yeah, oh. yeah. No. So, is is that a good... I bet it's selling. <laughs> I bet it's selling well. I, I That's the fucked up thing. It, it probably is. Is this a good place for us to wrap up this week on I such, guess. on, on I this guess. horrific just, shitstorm of a story? I, I feel bad because I don't want to. I I don't want to judge people's purchases. Right? If you want to buy a Splatoon Nintendo Switch box and that gives you joy to have, by all means, fill your fucking boots. But I. I have no words for that one. That's yeah. Yeah, it's the same way me and Laura have no words for you know when you buy Dynasty Warriors games. <laughs> I mean, oh god, god, Jim buying all those Boglins. I can't even understand. <laughs> That's the thing. Like I understand, I understand the bullshit of collectability. I buy into it myself. But there's just something very particular about a Splatoon, an empty Nintendo Switch box. I used that's to collect. Got some uh, inklings drawn on it. It's, it's. There's a cynicism in selling that that just. Oh. I oh. I, I used to collect um, like bootlegs and rare versions of CDs and stuff, so I kind of understand. I think I had one see, point I had like that. thirty-five different Nine Inch Nails CDs. I get yeah, but that, the thing though. is, like, those are actual products. You're not like trying to track down the box of a bootleg without the disc. But the, but the even records. if the album was like practically exactly the same and had songs that you already had on different EPs and stuff, you'd get this version because it had a different cover. You know? Sure, sure. Yeah. But but there was. was I don't know. Something in there's it. just something <laughs> extra different about just an empty Switch box, like yeah. like an empty console box. <laughs> That's going to be worth nothing. The bootlegs have, like, actual, like, as well as anything else, they have resale value and they have value to the collectors that want them, right? Because no, obviously not value is based saying, on what you know. you're um, willing to spend. But this, I mean, one thing that we, we have to remember is that forced collectibles are very rarely collectible. It's the things that no one expected to do well. On that regard, this might actually be worth something. But then again, it depends how many people are buying it right now. If tons of people are buying it right now thinking, oh, this will be worth something, it's going to be worth jack shit. But we don't know. So speculators market, folks. So speculators market. Laura, how can people find out more of your work? Me, Laura K. Buzz, pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, YouTube, Patreon. That's what pays the bills. At some point this week, you're probably going to see me on IGN. And at some point this week... You might well see me on a channel that does... Fuck it, I might as well tease it. I'm, I'm probably... There's going to be an episode of a PBS Idea channel going up this week that you should probably go watch because you might see my name pop up a few times. Yes, yes, well done on that. Very good gig. And yeah. is that it for you this week? Thanks. I think that's, I think that's it. Otherwise, Damn busy I'm gonna, week I'm, for you. Yeah, I'm going to be at MCM in London uh, this weekend. So if you're at MCM, come say hi. I'm going to be in Germany for a few days. That's my week. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, 
Good luck on your travels. And Gav Music, people want to hear it. How can they get it for crying Miracle out loud? Miracle of Sound on YouTube, Miracle of Sound on Twitter, Facebook, Patreon, all those good things. And there's a song coming out this week, kind of inspired by Prey, but it kind of ended up being a song about like panic attacks and depersonalization disorder. So that's uh-huh. pretty awesome. Righty dokey, yeah. well, and thank and you. I, all. I also oh, no, just, no, he's got more. I also just want to send a little love out to our friends in Manchester. Yes, yeah. yes. No, that actually. Now, now I'm the asshole. Oh, wait, no, he's got more. Oh. Um, no, no, I. Fuck, that is. Uh, I talked about it on a video I recorded today, actually, because I was just. Very, very speechless. But. Yeah. It's one of those things where you want to say something and feel like, you know, I, I, I feel a, a need to, to su- show some support and solidarity, but what the hell can you say uh, mm-hmm. when words feel hollow? Um, because, cause, you know, what can they... You feel what can they do, and yeah. you only hope that they can help somehow. Um, but yes, yes, uh, lots of love to Manchester, the victims of a, uh, uh, sorry, Manchester and the, the specifically the victims of a just an absolutely sickening uh, attack, and, and and England, you know, like like I'm, I've not been in the country for a long time now, and when I hear things like that, I'm I'm reminded that as much as I might slag the UK off. A part of it is still always home, and mm. attacks like that on, you know, on, on my home are, are just, you know. Yeah. It's, Same. It's, I mean, it's... I don't. I think don't think there's anyone who slags the English off more than us. But at the end of the day, like nowadays, we're we're best of friends. Our two countries, and it's it's yeah. very sad to see yeah. when when it's... when these things happen. And I it's... think one important thing you point out is that you know, people. Be and chill with each other, and and and, and I, I don't want to say something trite like love not hate, mm. but that sentiment expressed better than I it, could it wasn't, garble out my mouth. You know, it wasn't so long ago that we had nicknames over there like car bomb and semtex. You know, so it's you know progress is possible, yeah. and yeah. I hope we make it. You know. And with that, that that ending, that's that's probably us done, isn't it? It's a bit yes, of a downbeat yes. ending. We we should well, like, yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry. Hey, we 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 love. No, everyone. no, no. It was. You're all I, I actually, I had actually intended to um, start that like like sooner. Talk about that because it was something I did want to talk about. Um, but then, then I just kept thinking about testicles. And chose that to start with, which I now just feel wretched about because I got so fucking excited about my hey, stupid testicle hey. idea that so, I forgot. So, hey, hey. Okay, testicles so, some, are easy to get excited about. Some, sometimes, if you're having a shitty day, you just need to hear someone excitedly talk about testicles. Well, you I know. think that's our role in yeah. life, is when people are having a shitty day, they can tune into us to hear about testicles. Yeah, we're, we're basically the court justice in this shitty, shitty court that we call the uh, world right now. Uh, and on that note, I, I do hope you go out and uh, enjoy your day, and enjoy other people, and just feel good. And, and hug, hug someone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.